Hello and welcome to the program UFO Warning. In this episode we're talking about UFO over Yakutuk, Alaska. That's correct, UFO over Yakutuk, Alaska. This is a strange one. I found this article on the latest UFO sightings.net and I'll put the links at the Ko-Fi and the locals over there. You can take a look at these. There's also about a nine minute video that goes along with this where they interview the witnesses. Very interesting stuff. It's almost like these things were trying to communicate with them is what I'm getting from this. The article begins, it says, in the remote and wild landscape of Alaska, where the beauty of nature collides with the mysteries of the universe, the residents of Yakutat have become unwitting participants in a series of extraordinary events. These occurrences, marked by erratic and eerie lights in the night sky, challenge our understanding of the world and hint at the vast unknowns that lie beyond our earthly confines. Now they say, uh, as far as uh, witness accounts, among the witnesses is Nick Pavlik, a local commercial driver and fisherman whose encounter with these unexplained phenomena left him and his community both terrified and awestruck. On a cold December morning in 2019, Nick's routine life was interrupted by a sight that defied logic. Along with his girlfriend, Tessa Marie Devereaux, they observed a blinking light performing sporadic movements against the backdrop of Yakutat's tree line. The light displayed an array of colors and moved in patterns that no known aircraft could replicate, covering vast distances in the blink of an eye. So you know, when you see these lights move across the sky at these super high speeds where they almost seem to shift from one place to another, uh, they're not going at five or 600 miles an hour like a commercial jet are. Uh, liner. They're going maybe 10 or 20 or even 100 times that fast. It says Tessa, equally mesmerized and unsettled by the sight, joined Nick in an attempt to document this bewildering event. Armed with their phones, they captured footage of the phenomena, hoping to make sense of what they were witnessing. Their recordings showed lights that zipped across the sky in erratic patterns, occasionally flashing bright blues suggesting a technology far beyond human capabilities. Now when you watch this video, they have excerpts from the film that these guys took and they're not they're not kidding. These bright lights just zipping from one from one end of the horizon to the next almost instantaneously it seems like. The incident was not isolated to Nick and Tessa. Other residents including Cranston Negus and Quinn Newland reported similar sightings. Cranston, intrigued by the aerial maneuvers that defied conventional physics, witnessed the same phenomenon alongside Nick, cementing the reality of their experience. Quinn, on a separate occasion, saw what he initially thought was a planet, only to realize it was moving in an inexplicable manner, further adding to the collective astonishment of the Yakutat community. So it's a small little town here on the coast of the very far south east Alaska, and they're all seeing these things just outside their, their cabins that they live in. These sightings have not only sparked curiosity, but also ignited a sense of wonder among the witnesses. The advanced movements and capabilities of the unidentified objects have led many, like Nick, to feel a profound sense of humility in the face of such unexplainable technology. The encounters have opened up conversations about our place in the universe and the possibility of other intelligent life forms. Yeah, very fascinating. It says the UFO sightings in Yakutat, Alaska serve as a vivid reminder of the mysteries that surround us while definitive explanations remain elusive. The accounts of Nick Pavlik, Tessa Marie Devereaux, and others stand as a testament to the extraordinary phenomena that defy our current understanding of the world. These events encourage us to look beyond our immediate reality and consider the endless possibilities that the universe may hold. We continue to explore and seek answers. 
The skies above Alaska remind us that some mysteries remain just beyond our grasp, inviting us to keep questioning and dreaming. Now, in the uh, video itself, it, uh, they talked to Nick Pavlock. He's a pretty big dude, he looks like. He's talking about going outside and looking up and seeing this light and how it just seems to be zipping from one end of the sky to the other. He goes in and he tells his, I guess it must be his girlfriend, uh, uh, Tessa, and she comes out and they both begin uh, recording these things on their cell phones. And as they're recording this thing, this Tessa, this girl, I think she said she was 27, she uh, starts talking to it. She says, oh, I'm looking at you, I'm watching you, kind of like you might talk to a little cat or a puppy or something. About that time, this thing just, boom, flashes out this brilliant blue collar. You could even see it in the, in the video that she's taken. So it shows this communication back and forth between the observers and whatever these things are. And they are moving at high rates of speed. They're, they're, they're a classic orb. They're just all over the place, from one side of the uh, horizon to the next. And they talk to other uh, people there in this little tiny village, and they're having the same uh, experiences. They're seeing the same thing. So it's almost like these things have showed up in this tiny little little speck of a fishing village there in, in Alaska with these folks just out there in the middle of nowhere by themselves. And for whatever reason, they're revealing themselves to these people. Now, this isn't the only thing that's happened in Alaska. Of course, you know, we've had lots, uh, lots of UFO sightings over there uh, over the years. I found one here. Uh, it was from uh, Yakutat, Alaska, and it came off the UFOhunters.com, and it was a sighting that happened uh, Thursday. It says the 13th February 2003, and they reported it on the 16th of March 2007. Said it lasted for about uh, 20 minutes. And I went ahead. And just did some slight edits on this to make it easier to read. But what they're saying basically is, they start off the, the they start off the report, and this person says one feels stupid, or even lethargic entering this account. As ultimately, skeptics will be skeptics, and believers will be believers until there is proof. Nevertheless, as a police officer in Alaska, I responded to a local neighborhood call reporting a UFO in the sky. The town we worked in was only 800 people. Yakutat, Alaska. So I went out there with the police chief. We saw a white diamond object seamlessly traverse a bright blue sky without a single cloud. We got a video camera and as I tried to focus in closer it would dart away out of lens view as if it knew I was attempting to take a video. I still have about 20 minutes of video of this thing that would move in curvy directions, non-linear and vibrate into different shapes which appeared to be circular, then back to diamond. High-tech secret, otherworldly, who knows? I can't deny what I saw and have on tape. Neighbors came out and saw the thing with us. Finally, it passed out of view. We thought, maybe, it can read our minds. Who knows? I asked it to come to me, and even today, four years later, I still think when I'm alone that I wish it would be brave enough to contact me at some point in the future. Today, nothing. Perhaps I should not even attribute an, an animated intelligence to what I saw. Perhaps it was just some high-tech secret project, remote drone. Again, who knows? The only thing I do know is it moved like nothing I have ever witnessed before, either on the earth or in the sky. And then it says the witness indicates the date of the sighting is approximate. We will ask the witness to forward the video for our inspection. Well, this is a sounds like a police officer, definitely impacted by this thing. He's telling you, they got a call from the same little town, Yucatan. Now, they have this sighting in 2003 and then again in 2019. So apparently this is kind of a routine thing for these guys. But the cops show up. They get the video out. They do try to videotape it. But 
uh, in the end, the thing almost wants to move away from them as they videotape it. Lots of weird stuff. Now, this reminds me of the fact that, you know, we did have the UFOs shot down just about a year ago in Alaska. Now, we had uh, the UFOs shot down up there, the very north end of Alaska, near the Arctic Circle, and then we had some that were shot down in the Yukon, which would have also been north of this sighting. But if you go back and look at this article from February 11th, uh, 2023, it says UFO shoots down object posing, quote, reasonable threat to aviation off Alaska's Arctic coast, White House says. Now, we know that since this thing was shot down, uh, there's been all kinds of stuff said about it, and they've already tried to play it down. They said, well, it was probably just a, could have been a party balloon. It could have been some sort of a research project. And they just act like it's no big uh, deal that we have all these balloons being set off, if that's the case. But what did they say? It was a reasonable threat. So they shot it down because it was a threat. Well, if these things aren't threats, and then you want to tell me that they're all balloons, then why aren't we outlawing the balloons? Because those balloons would certainly be a threat. Now, it says a U.S. military fighter jet shot down an object flying off the, coast of, flying off the Arctic coast of Alaska on Friday. Of course, this is last year. On orders from President Joe Biden, White House officials said White House National Security Spokesman John Kirby said the object was down because it was flying at about 40,000 feet and posed a reasonable threat to the safety of civilian flights, not because of any knowledge that it was engaged in surveillance. Asked about the object's downing, Biden on Friday said only that it was a success. Commercial airlines and private jets can fly as high as 45,000 feet. Ahead of the shootdown, which occurred around sunrise at 9.45 a.m. Alaska time, the Federal Aviation restricted flights over an area within the U.S. airspace off Alaska's Bullen Point, the site of a disgust of a disused U.S. Air Force radar station on the Beaufort Sea, about 130 miles from the Canadian border and 30 miles east of the Purdue Bay oil fields. So they've spotted this thing. They see it. They see it, as they said, as a reasonable threat, and they call in aircraft to shoot it down. Seems strange. A U.S. military fighter jet on Friday shot down a high-flying object off Bolton Point on the Arctic coast of Alaska on orders from President Joe Biden, White House officials said. Then it goes on and says, The object, which officials say they have not conclusively identified, was roughly the size of a car and much smaller than the Chinese airship shot down on Saturday. I think they mean this Chinese spy balloon, said Brigadier General Patrick Ryder, a Pentagon spokesman. U.S. military officials offered few details, however. They do not yet have the object's origin, its capabilities, or what the craft was doing over U.S. airspace. Ryder said, noting that it was first detected by radar on Thursday. We're still trying to learn more, Kirby said. I want to stress again, we don't know what entity owns this object. There's no indication it's from a nation or an institution or an individual. Think about that. There's no indication it's from a nation or an institution or an individual. He's basically telling you there's no indication this thing is from planet Earth. So what's that leave us? Well, it's either extraterrestrial or interdimensional. Biden was notified about the object on Thursday night after fighter craft were dispatched to observe it more closely, Kirby said. Its speed and small size, coupled with the darkness, left military commanders with few good options upon the initial intercept. Alaska-based fighter aircraft were dispatched again on Friday and determined the craft 
did not have a pilot on board, Kirby said. Now, how would they determine that? They worked really hard to try to get as much information as they could about this object, Kirby said. It was difficult for the pilots to glean a whole lot of information. The shootdown on Friday was carried out by a pair of F-22 Raptors launched from Joint Base Elmdorf-Richardson and Anchorage with one of the advanced jets launching a single AIM-9X Sidewinder missile, Ryder said. This story just gets stranger and stranger as you go along, doesn't it? The twin downings in such close succession are extraordinary and reflect heightened concerns over China's surveillance program and public pressure on Biden to take a tough stance against it. Now, remember, they just got through telling you that there was no evidence that this thing was made, was belonged to a nation or an institution or an individual. So this whole thing about China at this point is simply a red herring. He goes on and says, still, there were few answers about the unknown object down Friday and the White House drew distinctions between the two episodes. Officials couldn't say if the latest object contained any surveillance equipment, where it came from, or what purpose it had. The Pentagon on Friday declined to provide a more precise description of the object, only saying that U.S. pilots who flew near to observe it determined it didn't appear to be manned. Officials said the object was far smaller than the previous balloon, did not appear to be maneuverable, and was traveling at a much lower altitude. Kirby maintained that Biden, based on the advice of the Pentagon, believed it posed enough of a concern to shoot it out of the sky, primarily because of the potential risk of civilian aircraft, which can fly up to 45,000 feet. We're going to remain vigilant about our airspace, Kirby said. The president takes his obligations to protect our national security interests is paramount. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said in a tweet Friday that he had been briefed and supported the decision. Our military and intelligence services will always work together, he said. The object fell onto frozen waters, quote-unquote, and officials expected they could recover debris faster than from last week's massive balloon. Ryder said the object was traveling northeast when it was shot down. He said several U.S. military helicopters have gone out to begin the recovery effort. Later Friday, the Pentagon said recovery is happening in a mix of ice and snow. Units located in Alaska under the direction of U.S. Northern Command along with Alaska National Guard are involved in their response. Daytime temperature Friday in the area were around 17 degrees Fahrenheit. The president was briefed on the presence of the object Thursday evening after it was detected. NORAD, the North American Aero Defense Command, sent F-35s to observe it, a U.S. official said, adding that the military queried U.S. government agencies to make sure it did not belong to any of them and had confidence it was not a U.S. government or military asset. The official was not authorized to speak publicly about sensitive national security matters and spoke on condition of anonymity. Because it was... Because it was much smaller than the suspected Chinese spy balloon, there were fewer safety concerns about downing it over land, so the decision was made to shoot it down when it was possible. That happened over water. The mystery around what exactly the flying object was lingered late into Friday. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration issued a statement saying it was not a National Weather Service balloon. They do not hover, said NOAA spokesperson Scott Mullen. ConocoPhillips earlier Friday had to divert a plane of workers 
that was halfway to the Alpine field back to Anchorage, said Rebecca Boys, a spokesman with the company. It was a Bombardier Q400 aircraft that seats about 66, she said. Oil field, oil field operations were not impacted and flights have resumed, she said. The flight diversion delayed the change out of some work crews. Interesting. The development came almost a week after the U.S. shot down a suspected Chinese spy balloon off the Carolina coast. China insisted the flyover was an accident involving a civilian aircraft and threatened repercussions. You know, I don't even know why China would even want to address this thing. Biden issued the order but had wanted the balloon downed even earlier. He was advised that the best time for the operation would be when it was over water. Military officials determined that bringing it down over land from an altitude of 60,000 feet Pose the undue risk to people on the ground. The balloon was part of a large surveillance program that China has been conducting for several years, the Pentagon said. The U.S. has said China balloons have flown over dozens of countries across five continents in recent years, and it learned more about the balloon program after closely monitoring the one shot down near South Carolina. China responded that it reserved the right to take further actions and criticized the U.S. for an obvious overreaction and a series of violations of international practice. Yes, China should talk. I'm thinking about that time that they forced uh, one of our spy planes down on the ground and then held our uh, air crewmen hostage for, I think, a week or so. I believe Obama was president then. So, yes, they really have no room to talk, in my opinion. Now, I want to look at this one last article here. This is weird, too. So we've been talking about the stuff at up, up there at... Um, uh, Yucatan that happened in 2003 and 2019. Here's one that happened a little further north. It says UFO crash suspected in Alaska after strange cloud appears in sky. Now this is from Indy100.com, written by Daisy Maldonado, April 10th, 2022. They have this uh, images here, and it looks almost like a just a big barrel of smoke going down the sky. And with like four prongs at the end of that smoke where you would expect a meteorite or something to be. I don't think this is a meteorite. It doesn't act like it. First glance, you think, well, maybe that's what's going on here. The more that you get into this incident, the stranger it becomes. It says, this article says, people are suspecting that UFO crashed after an odd cloud over a mountain in Alaska became visible in the sky. On Thursday... People in Alaska started to notice that there was a strange cloud formation above the Lazy Mountain in their state. Images of the cloud began to make waves online after one user showed pictures. Now remember, we shot the UFO down in 2023. This is 2022. And then, of course, you have the two uh, UFOs sighted over uh, Yucatan uh, in 2019 and then in earlier in 2003 and probably a bunch in between. It says, not sure what, but it looks cool, read a post of the social media platform alongside these shocking images. Folks immediately took to the comments to show that they thought it was a UFO or even a meteor. Like I said, it does look kind of like a meteor, but to me, the smoke trail is way too big. And the front of it, where the trail starts, is strange. It's like four fingers coming out of it. For many people, as soon as they saw something that looks off in the clouds, their first instinct is to suspect that an extraterrestrial event has occurred. And while authorities have developed a sound explanation of the cloud's appearance, that hasn't exactly stopped people from theorizing that there was a spaceship of sorts involved. Well, this is one of these little writing tactics where they're trying to take a jab at people for once again ask, asking questions and not necessarily following 
the narrative. We know what happened with the UFO shot down uh, in 2023. Uh, they they put they put they put a lid on the whole thing. They won't give us a video from it. They won't tell us what happened. We're just in the uh, need to know category, and we're considered that we don't have a need to know. Ominous clouds seen over Alaska sparks controversies. It says, and then it says, of course, some people thought maybe it's Russian weapons. Some people think it's a secret weapon. Really, nobody knows what this thing was. Being that so much attention and speculation occurred, authorities were seemingly forced to step in. Well, once again. Uh, it seems like when talk about a certain uh, event reaches a certain threshold, then you have the deep state wants to step in and create a parallel narrative so they can control what's being said. It says the Alaska State Troopers and the Alaska Rescue Coordination Center stated an, in an investigation on whether there had actually been a plane crash and released a statement that said there had been no reports of overdue aircraft or ELT activations indicating an aircraft crash. A rescue team on a helicopter flew a mission around Lazy Mountain area this morning and located nothing suspicious and there were no signs of crashed aircraft. Still, that didn't deter people from their beliefs. I saw it and it certainly looked like a plane going down, but I'm guessing we would have heard something by now, wrote one person. Another person wrote, it looks like a meteor. I wonder where it landed. Well, somebody else simply said, UFO crash. Well, it could be. I mean, we know that it was not a passenger plane or anything like that because they said, hey, we investigated, nothing to see here. But still, you look at the pictures of these things, and the pictures, quite frankly, are really strange. That's like they call it a, a tube-shaped cloud. It just almost looks like this stream of billowing white smoke coming out behind something. But you can't see what it's coming out from because at the very front edge of this billowing trail of smoke, uh, you have almost like these finger-like uh, appendages coming out, smoke themselves. So I don't know, was this a multiple meteor breakup? Who knows? Or could this have something to do with some of this UFO activity that we see constantly going on up there in Alaska near this town of Yakutat? Anyway, I thought those were all some pretty interesting uh, UFO sightings, encounters. Sometimes we shoot them down. Sometimes we just take pictures of them. There never seems to be an explanation for what these things are, but there always seems to be a debunker that wants to come out of the woodwork and tell, what you, tell you and I what we should think about what's going on, even up there in Alaska. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.